step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. If there is one secret to the success of the 49ers, it is this. We did not see players as simply players. We saw them as men. We saw them as sons, husbands, fathers, brothers, with families and responsibilities. We knew that if we helped make it possible for them to bring their whole selves to work, they would give us their all. That's why we welcome mothers, wives, girlfriends, and children to the team, sent gifts to them on special occasions, and celebrated with them on holidays. We weren't just a family on Sundays. We were a family every single day. We had the best team on and off the field. Carmen Policy, who was, oh, has always joked that he was my brother from another mother, was one of the premier executives in the NFL. John McVay never got enough credit for being one of the league's best general managers. Tony Rosano ran one of the best scouting departments in the country. The turning point, of course, is when God blessed me with the good judgment to hire a gentleman by the name of Bill Walsh. And he, and he was just that. He was a gentle man. I met Bill at the Fairmont Hotel. We talked about family and ideas and how important the team was to the city of San Francisco. I don't think we were in that room for longer than 15 minutes, and I just knew. Of course, he changed the game with his West Coast offense. He tried to explain it to me a few times, but it was trying to teach physics to a two-year-old. We didn't know it at the time, but we ended up finding the perfect quarterback to run the offense. It was the third round of the 1979 draft, and I remember standing outside our makeshift offices in Redwood City, California. Bill came out and said, there's this kid from Notre Dame on the board. Should we take a shot with him in the third round? Having graduated from South Bend, I said, how can you go wrong with somebody from Notre Dame? So we drafted Joe Montana, and he came out the next day. I looked at him and almost fell over. He was a kid. He had a big Fu Manchu mustache. He looked like he weighed about 170 pounds. He was listed at six foot two, and he didn't look an inch past six foot. I said, oh dear God. It turns out, that was just his secret identity, because when he got on the football field, Joe Montana turned into Superman. People always ask me what I re People always ask me what I remember about the catch. There was about a minute left, and we were driving. 
I wanted to be on the field with the guys, so I went through the tunnel and out of the dugout. I was trying to see what was happening, but I was behind the biggest force that you could ever imagine, with a police officer on him about 12 feet above me. Then I heard the screams of the crowd and looked up to the officer. He put his thumb up and winked and said, Clark, touchdown. That's how I found out. At our moment of glory, I was literally blocked by a horse's ass. To this day, Dwight won't let Joe forget the team's most famous play is known as the catch. I got the last laugh, though. The goalpost that Dwight caught the ball under is in my backyard in Montana. I had to move it to my ranch right before the stadium was demolished. We had so many great players. Fred Dean joined us halfway through the 1981 season. After barely practicing, he went out sun that Sunday and sacked Danny White three times. A quiet giant, Fred never let us down when we needed a big play. I also thank God for Ronnie Lott. Ronnie played with such passion. Ronnie played with such passion that I think he was practically in the Hall of Fame before he strapped on his first helmet. I asked him over and over again to give me that pinky he lost after he got it crushed trying to tackle Timmy Newsom. No such luck. And then there's Charles Haley. I'll never forget we were playing the Bears in Chicago and he got ejected from the game. I knew he'd be alone so I went to the locker room to be with him. He saw me and said, hey Mr. D, they ejected you too? I never got over Charles leaving, but a small part of me took pride in the fact that the best defensive player on the Cowboys team was a 49er. Jerry Rice has been our hero both on and off the dance floor. If, if you told Jerry as a rookie that one day he'd own 100 NFL records, I'm not sure he would have believed you. He came to camp with this really high haircut, and the, and the guys called him Fifi. Where is he? <laughs> His first game, he was wide open, and he dropped the ball. I still tease him about it today. Can I let you in on one secret, though? Do you know that why Jerry looks so pretty on the field all the time? Because the man hated to be wet. He'd go into the locker room and change his uniform two or three times a game, and that's true. As obsessive as Jerry was, Steve Young was just the opposite. He'd show up at meetings with one brown shoe on and one black shoe. 
I was at Disney World with my family when I traded for Steve. I made the trade on the phone with Hugh Culverhouse right then and there, and we were blessed. George Seifer turned out to be the perfect coach to follow Bill. Steve would go on to write a new chapter for the 49er family while winning a consecutive six passing titles, and later play for my very, very good friend, Steve Mariucci. Moves. Another person I wish I had spent more time with was Freddie Solomon. I'm devastated that Freddie isn't here with me today. After I moved to Tampa where he lived, Freddie became one of my dearest and closest friends, and I loved him with all of my heart. Until his very last breath, he dedicated himself to helping kids, and I never met a man who cared so much about others. After all these years, all of us still get together every couple of months, along with Roger Craig, Randy Cross, Harris Barton, Bill Romanowski, and dozens and dozens of our other players. All these men are like sons and brothers to me. Their significant others are like sisters and daughters. I can tell you what all of their kids are doing today. That's what I mean by family. Helping the men who wear the pads be successful on and off the field. That's why we started a program to help our players earn their degree in college in the off season. And that's why we started a minority coaching program to help as many present and former players become the leaders and role models we knew that they could be. The only thing I hated more than losing a game was losing a player to injury. When my players got hurt, I used to leave the game, meet them in the locker room, or ride in the ambulance with them to the hospital. When Jeff Fuller lost use of his arm making a tackle in 1989, I felt an obligation to make sure that he and his family were taken care of for the rest of their lives. <clears throat> Frankly, I think we could use a little bit more of that sense of family in the NFL today. Thank you. I think I think we could use a little bit more of that sense of duty to one another and that sense of responsibility for one another. I know that's what my good friend, the commissioner, and the players' union desperately want and are trying to do today. Make no mistake, history has its eyes on all of us right now. It's about the respect and gratitude we feel for these athletes who have given their all to this game. We've got to do all we can to look after one another and take care of one another, not just when the uniform is on, but when the uniform comes off too. I was privileged to work for the people of San Francisco. Every owner, the ones that spoke tonight, says that they have the best fans in the world, but I really believe we did have the best fans in the world. They called it Camelot. 
They showed us every single day, every way, what our team meant to them. And we tried to show what they meant to us by winning. I wish Bill Walsh could be here today. I miss him every single day. At the very end, I was with him at Stanford Hospital. It meant so much to have those last few hours together laughing and to sharing old memories. He told me that even though he wouldn't be there to see it, that he believed I would make it to this hall one day. I know that he told his good friend, Dr. Harry Edwards, the same thing. Just before he died in 2007, Bill was thinking about every detail, just like when he was coaching. About a week after I was selected as part of the class of 2016, I received a package in the mail from Bill's son, Greg. It was a small 49ers helmet with Bill's autograph and a note Bill read that said, I knew it was just a matter of time. Congratulations on your election. Love, Bill. And welcome to Niners Radio. I'm your host, Brian Bauer, and my co-host, Jeff, is here with me. And, you know, unfortunately, he's not here today. Um, And, uh, wow. I'd love to play the whole thing, but we have a full-pack show today. Uh, We have Teron Davenport coming on, Ryan Lillington, Antonio and Raj will be here, and Leon Martinez. Um, You know, Eddie was a – he was a class act, and I – would suggest that all the young 49er fans that weren't around to see Eddie um, re-listen to that. And that's what a true 49er, and when he said family, family did come first. He loved his 49ers, but family did come first. And uh, anyone, the whole Bill Walsh with a signed helmet, I mean, that if that don't give you goosebumps, I don't know what will. Um Jeff, what's your comments on the Shrine? I mean, it is way too late for, took way too long, I mean, should say, for the NFL to let Eddie back in the Hall of Fame, put him in the Hall of Fame. I mean, absolutely. It, it shows it there in just what he said about family and love that what person does that and, you know, gives it to their son and says, when this happens, you send it. That just shows the respect and the love that this man has. And don't get, don't say it. Eddie and Bill did not see eye to eye. I mean, I think Eddie fired him six times. Yeah. Thank yeah. God for Carmen. You know, but yeah, no <laughs> that is just goes to show you that they had respect and love for each other. And, I mean, it, it's just amazing. And what other owners do you, do you hear of that players, over a dozen players, get together two to three times a year and just talk? You don't. That, yep. that is what is missing from our own organization today. And I hope our organization got a message 
in that speech along with the rest of the NFL. Because Absolutely. if you want to succeed on the field, you got to first succeed off the field. And that's mm-hmm. in all manners of the thing. God, family, football. And nobody did yep. it like it. Nope. And, and, and that's the thing. I mean, Eddie, Eddie did expect you to win. There's no doubt about it. Um, but, you know, he was he was a person who, you know, like he said in his speech, you know, he, whenever someone was hurt, when Bryant Young, you know, busted his leg, you know, he went in the ambulance with them. Um, and it wasn't just 49ers. It was people that either were on the 49ers or, you know, people that maybe knew him from – you know, uh, just trying out for the 49ers. He would reach out to those people if they, if they needed them. And uh, his his phone lines were always open. And um, that's why I've never heard, you know, and we have all these former players come on, and you'll never hear one bad word about Eddie. You just won't. I mean, and that's why he was, he was so loved by all his players um you know they took he he always made sure he took care of them and i'm not talking i'm just not talking financially either you know we were talking um you know going to you know baby showers uh learning learning each person's families names um i mean it, it goes on and on and on and on and he found homes appropriate for the players to live in with their family. If they had wife and kids, he got them into a community with wife and kids so their right. children could play. He didn't just throw them out there. He helped every player live where they should have lived in the Bay Area so they can succeed. They didn't let them go. You know, he said, oh, to your new rookie, go buy the $15 million house on the hill and do what you want. No. Eddie advised players, this is where you should live, this is how it should work, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And that's what Eddie did. Eddie cared for you from day one. I mean, look at Bill Romanowski. He left the Niners, went to the Raiders, spit in a Niners mm-hmm. face, but is still beloved by Eddie because he was a Niner and always will be a Niner. Yep. Eddie D. And exactly. that just goes to show you. Bill Romanowski is a Niner. He may do Raider stuff, but Bill Romanowski mm-hmm. will tell you he is a Niner and he is uh, Eddie D's is like a dad to him. And he will tell you that today if you ask him. Oh, absolutely. So, I absolutely. mean, how many players, I think Eddie DeBartolo hasn't Inducted more people into the Hall of Fame than anyone. I mean, he did mm-hmm. Charles Haley. You know, he did Ronnie Lotz. He did yep. Joe Montana, Steve Young, Phil Walsh. He's done all of them. Yeah, and that list no, will continue to grow when more go in. Like, I'd almost put money on it when Roger Craig goes, which he should. Eddie D will probably induct him. Oh, I know he will. Yeah. I mean, there's been rumors that other people that never played for Eddie D 
that wanted them to announce him to the Hall of Fame. I mean, that's I mean that's unheard of. That's just unheard yeah. of. I mean, oh my gosh! I mean, you know that that's why you know everyone wished that Eddie D would just come back and take over this franchise. Um, you know, most likely it won't happen, but. Um, <laughs> there'd be a lot of people that'd be wide open to it. I tell you that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. So he won't fix the team overnight, but he would have this team as a juggernaut again. Right. Within yep. three, guaranteed, we'd be the new, the NFC's equivalent to the New England Patriots. Who's gonna beat them this year? Or who exactly. Anybody, because mm-hmm. Eddie he will bring in the right people, and he will treat them to where he players would want to come here. You know, Josh McDaniel would have returned Eddie D's phone call. I guarantee. <laughs> and if he said no, I didn't return Eddie DeBartolo. I think Bill Belichick would have smacked him and then fired him. Yeah. That, he, yeah, I mean, that's the respect that Eddie D has in the league. He would have got phone calls back. And he would not have had the firing debacle that we did. You know, I'm not saying Jed's learning, you know. Jed is learning. I mean, it's been 14 years since the Yorks have had it. But, you know, it's only been a few for Jed. He's learned. Yeah. If he can ever just sit down in a closed room without anybody around him except for Eddie B and just implant everything Eddie says to him, Jed would be just fine. But I think Jed's got too many people in his ear. And that's not going to happen. Yeah, and, and I, I want to, you know, I, I want to give credit where credit's due. Um, as I look over, you know, these last couple of years, you know, they've made their mistakes with the coaches, but over these last couple of years, I've, I've really went back and looked at w- what they've drafted in the last, the last two years. And, um, I don't know if, you know, I don't know if Trent should be here, but over these last two drafts, um, they brought in people that they needed to bring in. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how these guys develop. But, um, you know, over the last two years, he's brought in very good talent, and now it's just developing these guys. Now, do we think that all these guys were going to retire? No, we didn't know that. Um, you know, I think half the – well, probably more than half, you know, are upset about the whole coaching situation, but – I mean, you have to be, when you call yourself a 49er organization, you have to make the right calls that you think are, are correct. And, you know, even looking at looking back at that, you have people like, you know, um, Eddie D, you know, announcing about, you know, his per- personal friend, you know, Steve Mariucci. Um, he was good friends with, with Jim Harbaugh. Um, 
and he's been good friends with people that he had to let go before. Um, you know, the question is, is whatever's right for the situation. And, you know, talking to uh, ex 40, 40, you know, 49er players and 49er, just the, the empire in general, they, um, you know, um, I think everyone's starting to kind of, I think everyone's starting to um, finally catch on to, you know, liking Chip and believing in in, in him. So, um, so you know, let's let, got to give him a chance, but let's see how how this works. So, um, but um, right now, I would like to bring on um, <clears throat> one of our old-time friends, and that's uh, Teron Davenport. And, uh, Teron, how you doing today, buddy? Hey, how's it going? Great, 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 buddy. Great. Um, let's see here. Well, you know, we haven't talked to you in a little bit here. Um, and uh, you went from the Baltimore Ravens to now you write for the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, congratulations on that. Um, Thank you. We, we we wish you all the best, and uh, I, I believe you've added another podcast along with that. And um, real quickly, uh, when do those air, air uh, Teron, where can people find you on that? Yeah, the way it's all set up, I actually covered the Philadelphia Eagles for USA Today. It's a site called the Eagles Wire. I don't work for the Eagles per se, but I cover the team. Okay. I'm a beat reporter okay. for them. There's a couple podcasts. I have a daily podcast through the Locked On Sports Network. It's called Locked On Eagles, and you can find that on Audio Boom. We're in the process of working through the iTunes subscription and all that, so that will be set up. But that's every every morning you can hear that. It's a 10- to 15-minute podcast, just real quick uh, hitting uh, football talk about the Eagles. And then every – we're running it Tuesdays or Thursdays. There's a local uh, – uh, Eagles reporter, another one that, that I work along with, and you know we have our podcast Tuesday or Thursday. It's called Beat the Press, and you can find that on iTunes, Stitcher as well. So those are the two podcasts. And then of course the Eagles coverage is on the EaglesWire.usatoday.com. Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. And uh, yeah, real quickly, um, I mean, Tron's one of the people who I. I started my own podcast is because um, back in the day, man, <laughs> and, and even now you've gotten 10 times better. Um, um, you know, definitely listen to Ron's podcast. Um, very knowledgeable. Um, and, uh, you, you know, Tron, I'd like to ask you, um, you know, all the 49er ba- base um, knows there's bad blood with some of the Eagles players with Chip Kelly, and uh, what do you think, what do you know you can tell the 49er fan base what the positive and negatives with Chip Kelly that people were on the team from last year that you can tell us about? Well, just right off the bat, the negative was the tempo. Guys, you know, they weren't able on offense, they weren't able to take the time to make checks before the, the play, you know, if the play was called, you just had to roll with it, regardless of what the defense did, which is completely wrong. You know, you're supposed to be able to make changes at the line. 
that's a, a part of playing the game. Football is a game that you play on the on, on the fly. So that was one error. Um, one thing that was wrong. Uh, a lot of the route concepts and talking to Nelson Aguilar, and he said that a lot of times they were just running routes and they didn't really have a, a concept per se, and it wasn't really designed to beat coverage. So that was another issue. And a lot of these receivers, just this scheme that they're in now, the West Coast style, that they're loving it, whether it be Josh Huff, Jordan Matthews, as I mentioned, Aguilar. But Aguilar mm-hmm. was the only one that specifically talked about the differences and what he likes more about the routes and, and the offense from a receiver perspective. As far as uh, Bradford is concerned, like I, like I said, he is really happy to be able to make the, the changes, you know, the audible at the line, which is something he was prohibited from doing last year. Uh, defensively, these guys are going to be able to get a break. And I think Navarro Bowman talked about it briefly when he was – saying how, you know, you have to be in shape and how he's in really good shape. And, man, I'll tell you mm-hmm. what, you know, the drives that you were accustomed to when you saw uh, Jim Harbaugh and the crew there, you know, the balance, that's that's not necessarily going to be there. So you're going to see a, a lot of, uh, obviously, three and outs. But, I mean, just short drives, you know, quick hitters as well. So it, it's going to really put a strain on the defense. They're going to play a lot more. So, they definitely have to have the depth there. And then in practice, the tempo, again, it's just the tempo from what I understand was, was crazy, and, and the guys didn't have a chance to get coached up on the field. More of the, the coaching came in the classroom, and if you mm-hmm. talk to any football player, you know, one of the things that is best for us is to learn on the field. You know, we want to we make a mistake. We want to be told right away. So this way we could come back and not make that mistake again within that same practice. And that's something that, that Zach Ertz commented about. He was glad that one of the, the coaches was able to work with him. He was running a slant, and he didn't break off right. And the coaches talked to him about it later on in practice. He did exactly what they instructed, and he had a successful play. And that's not what you got uh, with Chip Kelly. Now, on the positive, I mean, the guy is a, a very smart offensive mind, man. He's, he's someone that can construct the offense that can score points. I think because of the fact that this is going to be something that, that these defenses in the NFC West haven't seen consistently, it's going to help. But at the end of the day, football is football, and, you know, the adjustments are going to be made. But I, I think Chip Kelly is going to do a really good job of, of using either Kaepernick or, or Blaine Gabbert. I think they both fit in that offense, obviously, you know, as a guy who, who's always been fond of Colin Kaepernick, I'm going to want to see him give give an opportunity to succeed, you know, in this offense because I think he really gives you a lot of options in the read option and just, you know, adds another element to the offense. So those are some of the positives. Now, it's probably still, final, you know, at least uh, checking out the 49ers once in a while there, Teron. Um who do you think should start to begin the season? If at you're what the coach. position? At quarterback? At cor- quarterback, I'm sorry, yeah, at quarterback. Oh, yeah, I mean, without a doubt, it's, it's Colin Kaepernick. I think that there's still a, a lot left to be brought out of him. I think that he's a guy that has plenty of ability. I don't know if Joe Montana, Steve Young, Jeff Garcia, Y.A. Tittle, or anybody else could have succeeded in that offense last year. Uh, with that offensive line on the right side, I mean, there were, there were 
a lot of times where these guys were dropping back, and within three seconds, they're hit. Uh, you know, with, not within three seconds, but within, you know, their third step and their drop, they're hit. And you can't have that. And then in addition to that, you know, the, the receivers, you know, he didn't have the, the best uh, group of guys to work with. But most importantly, that scheme was not – it was bad. It, you know, the, the 49ers games that I saw, yeah, I really didn't see any possibility of anybody succeeding. So, that being yeah. said, I think um, – don't get me wrong, Colin Kaepernick had his flaws. Obviously, the Cardinals game, the, the two pick sixes he threw, sure. you know, he threw up plenty. His balls were sailing on him. He lost a little bit of his accuracy, his touch, and that's something that still has to be worked on. But at the end of the day, I think that he gives you a much better chance to win than Blaine Gabbert. Yeah. Now, as as you look at uh, who the 49ers drafted last year, um, and obviously you knowing – <laughs> the draft top to bottom. Um, who would excite you as a 49er fan to watch and why? I tell you, if I was a 49er fan, the the guy, there's a couple guys. I, I, Will Redman out of Mississippi State is someone that a lot of people didn't know about, but I mean, he, he got injured in October and he would have been a, I mean, he was a third round pick as it was, but I think he could have pushed into the first round. Uh, early second, he's really good as far as his ability to press. I mean, he's not a big corner, but his movement skills are there. He can bump inside and cover the slot if you need him to. So he's someone that I would be excited to watch. Fawn Cooper was another one that I really liked coming out. Mm-hmm. I got to talk to him at the combine, and we just talked about playing left and right side and just how important it is to be a, a solid pass protector on the right side because you look at what's going on with teams like Denver that are using DeMarcus Ware and Von Miller, you know, flipping them, using them on both sides. Teams are attacking the quarterback from the right side as well now. So that means yeah, from the defense's left, but from the offense's right. So that means your right tackle has to be uh, up to par. And it was interesting because he actually filled in when, when uh, uh, his name slipped my mind, the left tackle that, that dropped out of Ole Miss, he, he filled in for him when he was out for three games. Oh, it slips on my who it is. But Fawn Cooper is, is the guy that, that filled in. And, Cooper, you know, yeah. him doing that really, it, it shows the versatility uh, that he brings. So he's someone else I'd be excited about. Obviously, Josh Darling is, is someone that brings that physicality to the guard position, which you mm-hmm. always need. You want to have those interior linemen that are, uh, you know, Nasty, and that's what you get out of out of him. So he's another guy to be excited about. Now, real quick, going back to Redmond, is Redmond a guy that's going to take take chances and and jump routes, or is he not that kind of player? Yeah, he'll jump routes. I mean, he's he's he has ball skills, uh, but he I mean he's not your your type of corner like Asante Samuel or somebody like that that's going to risk, you know, take risk, but he, he'll definitely jump routes. I, I think that he has a good chance to be in the mix, you know, be one of the top three or four corners, which means he'll get in, in some nickel packages and, and dime. You know, when they go to sub packages, he should be able to get in there. Okay. And uh, I'm asking you kind of complicated question here. Okay. Um, how would you compare where the Eagles roster has came in the off season and looking at the 49ers roster and what are the challenges for both teams for this well, year? Well, 
I think the challenge, one challenge for both teams is, is to get more out of the wide receivers. And that's something that the Eagles are working on. That they're, they have different plays that they're drawing up to get the ball to Nelson Aguilar to Josh Huff in, in stride, you know, get them the ball to create almost punt return-like situations where they get the ball in space and they just have the opportunity to make plays. So that's something that as you would like to see the 49ers do. Um, I think Quentin Patton is a guy that has plenty of ability and, and is due. Uh, I think that it's about time that, that he gets unleashed. Obviously, Torrey Smith, uh, you know, having covered the Ravens before and doing a lot of things with Torrey Smith as far as, his, you know, uh, charity work and things like that. I mean, he, he's an mm-hmm. excellent player. You can't forget about Bruce Ellington as well. You know, he, he's another one, a playmaker, a guy that he's very similar to Josh Huff, actually, and that you just want to get them the ball in space and just let them make a play. Um, I think Vance McDonald, it, it's about time to get something out of him also. So Right, yeah. The challenges offensively. Obviously, you got to figure out who's going to play quarterback. And then just looking on the, on the defensive side, I mean, okay, is Jimmy Ward going to play corner? Is he going to play safety? Where are you going to put him? If you draft right. him high, you know, well, high being in the first round, you know, the bottom end of the first round. Sure. And he bypassed Bradley Roby to take him. So it's definitely time to get it, get some type of uh, impact from Jimmy Ward. I remember watching him. He, he could play both. So you just got to figure out where you're going to put him. Um, mm-hmm. I would like to see them get Jaquaski Sart on the field more as well because he's another playmaker. So we'll see what happens. Uh, from what I understand, there's a good battle with Hodges and Will Hoyt at the mm-hmm. one of the inside linebacker positions. So I think really it's just a matter of, of getting a series of positions settled into place so that way you can work from there. And that's what the preseason's for. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, obviously the uh, welcome back with Bam Bam Davis coming back doesn't hurt. Um, it was like an added free agent as far as I was concerned. Um, yeah. And um, – and yeah, and and what does Teron have on his plate? Uh, anything coming up that you would like to uh, promote at this time, Teron? Well, like I said, you could definitely tune in to the podcast every day. Locked on Eagles is on Audio Boom, and again, the Beat the Press podcast. We could, you know, we bring a lot of uh, solid football talk. We bring really good guests, um, so that's mm-hmm. something. Um, and going back to the Locked on Eagles podcast, that's, there's a lot of interviews. I've had Josh Huff on there, Ruben Randall, um, Stephen Means. I, I had uh, Nolan Carroll on there as well. And uh, it just we get on there and we talk shop just like this and go over some of the techniques and things. And it's, it's just it's a good time talking with the guys and just having the interaction and, and picking their brain on what type of techniques they use. So definitely check those out. Even if you're not an Eagles fan, if you're just a fan of football, check those out. And then, like I said, at the EaglesWire.USAToday.com. Absolutely. And uh, and you can follow um, Teron at TDavenport underscore NFL. And, Teron, thank you so much for joining us for a couple minutes. I know it's kind of laid out by you, too. And... Um, and um, we really appreciate you always taking time to come on the show and uh, would uh, love to 
um, talk again uh, down in the future. <laughs> sure thing. Thanks a lot. Take care. Keep doing what you do. Absolutely, Tron. You too. God bless. Brother. All right. Take All right. Care. <laughs> Take care. Bye bye. Okay, and that was Tron Devonport, and uh, great guy, um, longtime friend, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's always been a great thing to have Tron on. <laughs> and uh, and Jeff, you there with us? Oh, I'm here. Okay, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And uh, did you have any comments you'd like to say uh, what Ron said? No, I'm in a total agreement with him about the, the quarterback situation. That mm-hmm. kind of gives us the best uh, best uh, chance to win. And then uh, also with the Dukowski chart uh, getting more on the field more. Uh, Absolutely. It's important. I mean, I've said it all offseason that I wouldn't mind seeing him that middle linebacker and packages or even, you know, starting. So. No kidding. But, no kidding. All right. What we're going to do, guys, is um, we had a little audio clip here um, with Colin Kaepernick and um, – Mr. Michael Robinson, who now works for the NFL Network. And in a couple minutes, we'll be back um, with one of my first co-hosts, Ryan Lewington, and uh, we'll talk more about the roster then. And we will be back with Niners Radio. Sitting in the morning I'll be sitting in the evening Back out here at 49ers camp with uh, Colin Kaepernick, quarterback, uh, a phenom quarterback for the 49ers. Colin, uh, first question here, man. How is it like having Chip Kelly in this offense uh, injected into this team? And what's it like having this guy around the facility? It's great. Chip brings a lot of energy, a lot of intensity to the offense. And it's exciting. I mean, what he's doing with the offense has a lot of similar philosophies to what I did in college with a more developed passing game. So for me, it's exciting because I know what an offense like this is capable of, especially with the talents that I have. I mean, I feel at home out there, and I'm excited. How has that quarterback competition been weighing on you mentally? It's always a competition. As soon as you step on the field, it doesn't matter if they tell you someone's behind you or not. It's a competition. And every day I step out here, I compete. And and that's what I'm here to do. That's what we train to do. And I'm going to continue to do that. Can you kind of speak on your relationship with your teammates and kind of how you are a leader in this locker room? Yeah, you know, I have a great relationship with my teammates. You know, I think they'd be the best ones to speak to on that. Uh, As far as critics and people like that, it is very convenient when you have unnamed sources saying things. They don't have to show their face. They don't have to show where they're coming from. So I can tell you personally, and you'd be better off asking my teammates what our relationship's like, but I feel like I have a great relationship with everybody. How is this version 
of Colin Kaepernick going to be different from the past year's versions versions of Colin Kaepernick? More developed in every aspect, from football field to my personal life to how I carry myself. Is this your team? We'll let Chip decide that. I know what in my mind I say. That's what I'm talking about, man. I'm how would you have fit into a Chip Kelly office? Well, it's funny. The first thing Chip said to me when he walked out of the office was, hey, Mike, you would have been my quarterback. He said, I think you came 10 years too early, but I think it would have been awesome. I just finished talking to Colin and, you know, just how this office really um, uh, accents, you know, his natural abilities to be able to run the football. And so, you know, I, I had a, a prediction on the 49ers before coming out to practice. I got to at least give them three or four more wins from what I've seen today. I was really impressed by the D-line. I was, I was impressed by their size. I was talking to Trent Balky. These guys look the part out here. It's all about going out and making it happen. And that was Mr. Colin Kaepernick. Thinking maybe, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he he's got that he's got the edge, and uh, it's his team to lose. You know, so so that's beautiful. That is beautiful. Um, so uh, well, full pack show, guys. Um, and uh, I would like now to bring on. Uh, Mr. Ryan Lillington. Ryan, you there, buddy? I am here. How are you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? Excellent. I just finished a uh, nice dinner with the family at a nice fancy restaurant here in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, and uh, just got home and just in time, and very Perfect. glad to be on, and I miss you, and uh, love the show, so how's everything going today? Oh, everything's going great. You know, uh, we were just signed with one of our old, your old buddies, Teron. And yeah. uh doing a thing with the Eagles and uh and uh yeah. <laughs> Not <laughs> nothing changes with T, you know. Um uh, so Yeah. Tron <laughs> yeah. and I go way back and Tron and I uh we've been in many forty nine games together on the road and uh mm-hmm. actually I was one of the uh one of the first guys to be interviewed uh by Tron during the NFC championship game in, in San Francisco and he did the interview with a towel, and uh, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. It was it was pretty funny. He rolled up a towel, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, it was obviously a fast thing to come from. So it was, uh, he's doing something in Philadelphia, and I'm really happy. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That is yeah. awesome. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Go back with Tron and oh my gosh, Trey Niner and <laughs> oh yeah, I remember those days. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, Brandon, Brandon, Brandon's another one that's been to many Forty Niners games. And oh yeah, Brandon. Oh yeah, he's kind of yeah. Tron's uh, right hand man and a great guy, and it's uh, it's been a lot of fun going to a lot of games over the last few years for sure. So oh, what's good. new, buddy? What's uh, what's going on? Yeah, so uh, so we were just. Um, you know, I was just going to bring you on and kind of do your thing. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, what do you think about Bam Bam Davis coming back? That was a shocker, huh? Yeah, you know what? It's funny what a year makes and and, and uh, what it does for our offensive line. And I think a lot of the 49ers fans were sour on him, and, and I, was, I was one of the guys, and he was just like, enough, enough. Enough is enough with the social media and, and, and crapping on our organization. And if you're not happy, you know, go somewhere else. And all of a sudden, the guy comes back. He's, he's in great shape. He's working hard. And nothing but good things are said about him from the from the coaching staff to the to the players. And, and, the, and what a huge addition. And, I mean, we all know oh, how good your team can be with a, with a good offensive line and how bad it can be without a good offensive line. And, and he instantly – we instantly gain a pro bowler if he can return to form and look like he can. So, I mean, you know, with the addition of, uh, with the rookie and now with him on, on the right side and now with a healthy kill and adding Zane Beatles, I mean, that, that offensive line goes from the, the weakest part of our team to, to one of our strengths. And Strength, short yeah. order. So, it's exciting. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's saying all the right things. He's doing all the right things. And all indications are he's going to be ready to go and, Moving up the depth chart one uh, string at a time, and before you know it, hopefully uh, he and Garnett will be solidifying the right side. And and now yeah. look at the depth. Wow. Now look at the depth that we have with uh, with the other guys, uh, you know, with Keller and and company, Trent Brown. We've got now we went from again uh, a position of weakness to a position of strength. So it's, it's absolutely, exciting. absolutely, no, most definitely, most definitely. What do you think? Uh, do you, uh, let me ask you something. Okay, sure. so, you know, we, we bring in Zane Beatles, okay? Yeah. And everyone said that, you know, Andrew Tillard probably deserves a shot at that left guard position, too. Sure. Um, what do you – what did you see last year? I mean, I, I guess we haven't seen Beatles enough to kind of compare. But sure. um, what do you think a- Andrew Tillard's strengths were last year and why a lot of people kind of respected his game yeah, I mean, he's – I think a lot of the fans were frustrated. I mean, I, I think a lot of it came from the fact that our offensive line was so bad and the fans couldn't wait for him to get on the field. It's, I mean, of course, he, how can he be worse than the guys that were already there? And then he, <laughs> and then he, showed, some, and then he showed some promise. I mean, he, he was a mauler. He, in the run game, he was, he was dominant. He did a lot of good things. Uh, you know, he, some of the past pro issues were because, you know, the guys beside him weren't all that great and, and – you know, the offensive line is a unit. So if you got somebody weak on either side, it really makes pass protection that much harder. So, uh, and, and, but the, the fans saw the upside, which is correct. I mean, he's, he's a good young player. He's huge. Uh, he's a mauler. And in Chip's game uh, and his offensive schemes, he loves guys who can run blocks. So uh, they saw a lot of promise. And he, he's right there. I mean, the fact that we drafted another rookie and this rookie is going to be – Fantastic. I mean, it's uh, mm-hmm. it just bodes well. So you know what? These guys, these guys are going to have to learn to play all those positions. It may be a swing guard. And as we know in the NFL, you're one play away from from being the starter. So uh, these yeah. guys will all, these guys will all prepare uh, as you know, like they are the starter. And, and you never know. And and, and Garnett hasn't uh, earned it yet. He's not a starter yet. So who knows? Right. Tiller may still get the nod day one. Yeah. No, you're right. No, you're absolutely right. And, um, you know, supposedly um, the word is that Jimmy Ward will have one of the uh, starting lockdown cornerback positions. That's right. And uh, as Teron was saying, you know, maybe Will Redman, um, 
you know might get a chance at either the inside or the outside. Um, who who do you like on the as far as cornerback to to maybe take that other side of that uh, outside cornerback position? Out, outside of, of Ward, you mean on the other side of Ward? Yeah, yeah. Do you, I mean? Yeah, do you I think? mean, Brock still there. I mean, Tremaine Brock. I mean, he's solid. And, and again, when you don't have a pass rush, which obviously the 49ers haven't had a great pass rush the last couple of years, mm-hmm. but I mean. I mean, you look at 2015, and you can almost throw right out, right out the window. I mean, as far as yeah, you know, offense and defense, uh, if you don't have a pass rush, your your back end's going to suffer. When you don't have an offensive line, your offense isn't going to perform. So I think part of Tremaine's struggles a little bit was that he had to cover too long, and because we didn't have a, a pass rush. And I think with the guys we have up front now, and, and we can rotate a ton of guys through. Um, I think I think Brock's the guy there, and I think uh, you know uh, those other young guys are going to have their opportunities. Uh, but I, I like what I saw from Jimmy Ward last year, and having him close to the line of scrimmage, uh, he can blitz from the edge, he can he can create pressure uh, from the edge as well, which is, which is something that you know this offense or defensive coordinator obviously looks like he likes to be um, you know fluid and be able to do different things with different guys and. I, I like those two guys outside, and uh, and it looks like we can do a lot of things with our three safeties and other stuff. So, I mean, that that again, that back end again last year looked like a bit of a weakness. Now this year, it looks like it can be one of the team strengths. So, um, yeah, I, I really think uh, you know you look at uh, how much flack Belky has gotten in the last say eighteen months over the roster, and I think there's yeah. a lot of fans who are looking at this team now. They're excited for the youth that we have. And we're looking at some guys taking the next step, and we have a lot of those guys, so it's going to be exciting. Well, you know, right? That's what I was saying. I said, you know, even even myself have been a, um, you know, maybe have given Trent a little too much heat. Um, you know, should he be a the general manager? Who knows? But you know, you look at these last two drafts, and it's like he's putting players out there to win. I mean. And I, I guess he's he's always done that. You know, obviously everyone looks at that one-year draft and was like, okay, we missed a lot of people. But, you know, you look at these last two drafts and it was like, man, he's brought some talent in. Um, but, you know, you, you look at the – you know, as you look at these cornerback positions, you know, you have Marcus Cromartie, you have Dante Johnson, and, um, you know – you have two guys that are playing in the last year of their contract. Um, for some reason, you know, Dante Johnson has never talked about being a starter. When he has started, you know, they have done very well. Um, do you think it was more, especially with them, do you think it was more a system thing or they just weren't athletic enough to be starters beyond the people that we already had out there? It's crazy. Like even just thinking, like listening to the offseason talk this year, Dante Johnson's become the forgotten man, and he mm-hmm. was a lot of the fans' yeah. favorites of, of being the starter on the other side of of um, sorry, on the other side of uh, Jermaine Brock. So it's like, where did that guy go? Right? It was Kenneth Acker took all the snaps, and and I again, I liked the way he fought. I mean, there were some times yeah. where guys just made perfect throws. He was there, but I think it's just a matter of us being deeper. 
And you look at Richard Robinson. We've talked about him coming in this year, and, and he's coming sure. in with a brash, a brash attitude that he's going to come in and he's going to start and he's going to make a difference. So, uh, mm-hmm. And even Prince Charles of War. I mean, these guys um, are fighting. And when you have that kind of competition, uh, you know, it's, it's, you can never have enough good people on the back end. And, and we're in a position now with the three safeties that we have to implement so many different things. And, and I know the fans are you know, are a little bit, you know, upset that we don't have, you know, an inside linebacker that we can love beside um, number right. 53. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's, you're not, you can't be strong everywhere. I mean, you show me a roster that's got a stud in every position, you know, no it way. doesn't happen. So, I mean, we've got some guys there that, that are serviceable with, with Armstrong and Hodges and Wilhite. Um, but the nice thing is when we go to nickel, you know, you can throw a guy like Chard in there. He can do so many different things. He can rush the passer. He can cover a tight end. Um, so I mean, I, I, I really I look at this roster and, and and with our with our schedule, you know, we may be a, a five and eleven team, we may be a six and ten team, we could go eight and eight, we could surprise some people. I mean, it's, it's real. Who knows uh, until until the uh, the game start? But I really like the roster and, and the, the shape it's going. I think just when certain guys aren't starting, like Dante Johnson, mm-hmm. it just it just speaks volumes and, and maybe how. How, how much stronger our roster is getting year to year, and um, you know, it's it, nothing's in stone. I mean, the Fortnite's put out a uh, you know a um, a depth chart, and, and these depth charts are, are just in pencil, and uh, they can yeah, change, change it. and it, it's going to change a lot by the time we get to the games, and and we still have preseason games to play, you know, and the guys are going to start. Some guys, when the lights are on, they just come out and play, and Dante Johnson is definitely one of those guys, so. Um, yeah. Oh, it, yeah. It's not. You know, it's lots of time before this roster gets, you know, put together and, and guys are in starting positions. So uh, well, that's what's tough, you know. Yeah, you you look at this roster. Okay, you have, you know, you have eleven cornerbacks on the on this roster. You have uh, thirteen linebackers, and you had twelve wide receivers. Obviously, that's going to change. But yeah, um, yeah. Um, you, you know, it, it's. Yeah. You know this coaching staff is going to have a tough time picking these guys. They really are, and we all we all know it. Go, you know, it always goes back to a numbers game. You know, you have to have so many defensive linemen. You know, can you, you know, pull Jim Harbaugh and hide some of these guys? Um, you know, obviously Ian Williams. You know, IR. Um, but even like the wide receivers, I mean, you know. Everyone's, you know, talking about the rookies, you know, the Burbridges and the Kajust, uh, however you say his name. I yeah. mean, are those are those guys, you know, are they magically going to come up with an injury so they can hide them for a year? I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, you, you, know, you just don't know. But, um, you know, it's going to be fun to see these guys finally, you know, uh, on Sunday night, you know. <laughs> be live on the only game on NFL network um, to see some of these guys go out there and, and uh, you know, just like um, I think last year and maybe two years ago, uh, don't quote me on that, but you know, Kendall Gaskins back, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> we've, we've, we've seen enough of him too. I mean, but um, you, you just don't know. And, you know, someone like, I, I believe Mike Davis has got to show something. Um, you know, I, I definitely think he's he's one of the guys that might be on the bubble. Um, you know, um, 
I think the safeties are pretty much set. But, um, you know, um, if you had to uh, – is there anyone you're looking at this roster and say, wow, I, I really like to see this guy st- stick around? Um, is there anyone that kind of pops to your head that says, you know, I, I, would, I would like to somehow get this guy in the roster and have him stick around for a couple of years? I mean, it's really until I see these guys play this season, I don't, you know, it's, it's tough when you're not there every day to see these guys. Uh, you get excited about because they're drafted, um, but you just don't know how they're going to perform come game day. And uh, if you ask that question in two weeks, you know, I think you have a better answer. But right now, you know, like, you know, I, I've been in a position where I've coached football for a number of years and, and, you know, it's like Christmas time for these coaches and they're, they're opening up their gifts and, uh, mm-hmm. and these players and, 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 you know, some of the gifts they, they love, you know, more than others. And, and some of these guys are, are you know, performing. I, I love what they didn't expect and they're surprising uh, the coaches. And so, I mean, once, you know, there's so many guys like this, Devin, Devin Kajus and, and you look at, uh, you, you mentioned them, you know, Mike Davis. Aaron Burbridge, you know, these are, right. guys, Aaron, Aaron Burbridge, you know, these are guys that we don't know, you know, what it's going to be like. And, and I'm, I'm actually more excited for the guys we kind of know a little bit about, kind of, we kind of showed flashes at the end of last year. And I'm looking forward to see their here in the league and how they're going to take that next step. Like guys like Vance McDonald, guys like Garrett Selleck, you know, guys like, uh, um, sorry, Jerome Simpson. You know, Quinn yeah. Hatton, uh, you know, Ellington. These are guys that, you know, have not had opportunities in the past. You know, they you know, they had guys on the field that, you know, they couldn't get on the field. They had Crabtree, they had Bolden. They couldn't get the reps that they needed to actually be able to show what they can do. Um, and now they're going to have those opportunities. So now it's a put up or shut up when it comes to those guys. And we're going to see what they have. I'm really excited for those guys to see what, what the, the steps that they take and, and and whether this how this offense is going to look under Chip Kelly and and even even our quarterback situation. I mean, obviously, you know, we're going to talk about that soon. But um, to see if those guys can take that step under Chip's uh, offense and see how they move the football. But I, you know, I look at guys like Vance McDonald, Jared Selleck, um, you know, Big Bell. Uh, these guys started to show some flashes at the end of last year. Vance ne- never dropped anything at the end of the year. He gets some flack for not having great hands, but you know mm-hmm. he was catching everything. And, and Gabbert had a, had a great chemistry, scoring touchdowns. Uh, he was making big plays, and, and every time he turned uh, the internet, goes you know he's making great plays in practice. And I really think you know a lot of people look at that anger weakness, and, and I really like how how versatile they really are. And I'm excited to see how they perform, Kelly. Yeah, no, no, most definitely. Um, and I, I don't like talking about it, but I guess we have to. Um, once again, I I think the fan base is split again between Gabbert and Kaepernick, but um, all indications from our old friends out there uh, don't fall asleep on Jeff Driscoll either. Um, now, obviously... Uh, I think it, it was like when we had Alex. I mean, if if you can combine one thing and have one great quarterback, we would do it. Um, um, me personally, I, I I love Kaepernick, but um, Gabbert might be the guy to start 
um, because I guess from you know he's he knows more of the playbook, um, knows you know gets a ball out maybe a little quicker than Kaepernick. Um, I know it's whoever starts starts, but what's your take on the on the whole situation with the quarterback right now? Yeah, I mean, I, I really think that from what happened at the end of last year, that Kaepernick is going to have to not not be equal. I need to, to get these next preseason games. I think he has to be much better than him in order in order to take that that position back. I love Kaepernick, and and I think if mm-hmm. he's you know in really good shape, I mean, people forget how this guy when we had a good offensive line. He was productive and he made plays and he made big plays. Um, but I really think that the way the team rallied around Wayne, uh, the way he took control, the way he's come out here in the preseason and he looks sharp and he, he's making the right throws. And um, I really think that you know, this, this is his job to lose right now. I think the team rallies around him. I think by his attitude uh, last year, his his obviously uh, unquestionable. He's got great talent. He's he can the right place, but I mean, mm-hmm. being a quarterback is just about being able to place. You got a leader, the guy that doesn't want to play for you. I think that's got some, some ending to do. However, I've said that, it sounds like he has a start under Chip Kelly. He's kind of changed his attitude. We've all seen the interviews with Kaepernick. He seems to be, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, jovial and Looks like he's got a lot of pressure. He's looking to work hard. He knows he has to bring back. So it really it's all going to come down to. So I think it's going to be two preseason games, and it's all about moving the chains and scoring points. And whatever comes out there, commands the makes the right plays on on the offense, and what depending on what the defense gives you, uh, which probably will be pretty vanilla. Uh, these should be able to move the football and score points. And I really think you know whoever does that the best in the next couple of games. Is going to be the quarterback, and if it's close, you know, if both guys come out and perform relatively similar. I think it's going to. I think Blaine Gabbert's going to uh, going to start, and I don't think the team's going to care who's you know who's making what money. Uh, they want to win, and if 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 it's Gabbert, you know, he's got cap on the bench, and if Gabbert fails, the team will love Kaepernick again. So it's like, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I really, I really do think is I really do think Gabbert's the man in this situation, and. If he comes out there and performs well, I, I think the team will rally around him. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jeff, did you? What, did what you, do you think? <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Jeff. <laughs> well, I mean, I there is a limit to, you know, I mean, if Kaepernick does come out and just matches Gabbert and doesn't outperform him every game, then it doesn't hurt to start Gabbert. I mean, at all, because Kaepernick didn't play up to his. But if Colin comes out and plays like he did in 12, even 13, um, I would even say, you know, in 14, that Gabbard won't no, won't start because Kaepernick will just will outshine Gabbard in that matter. I mean, in my opinion, I mean, I think Kaepernick is the all-around better quarterback other than delivering the ball as fast as what Gabbard does. I mean, Gabbard does have a quicker release and stuff. It's just, I mean, right now from what I hear, I mean, even in camp, 
as far as stat-wise goes, and, and Gabbard had all of off-season with him because Collins couldn't participate. So it's to me, it's just it's still a coin flip. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with that at all. And I think the one thing that we need to be careful of, and I really think it's one of the silliest things that that the uh, reporters do, these guys who are at camp, and, and we've seen them on Cam Inman, some of them, these stats for 7 on 7 and 11 on 11 drills. I mean, I think they're silly. Um, I, I think, you know, hey, the 6 of 8 with an interception, and Gabbert was, was uh, 8 of 10 with a touchdown. None of that matters, trust me. I mean, it, these guys are, are, are doing different things. They're looking at stuff. They're throwing shorter passes. Then they're throwing deeper passes. They're going against different Trust me when I tell you, the courts aren't getting stats. They know what they see. They know what's in front. They know who's making the right decisions and who's getting the ball out quicker and who's making the right choices and who's making good throws. It's all going to come down to those two season games. And you're right. If, if Cap comes out and he lights it up, and he looks great, and this is the offense. Obviously, every 49ers fan dreamed of him running. It's, it's a Chip Kelly-type offense, you know, same kind of thing he ran in. in yeah, Cap, I mean, it, I don't think there's a fan that was unhappy with Kaepernick uh, earned his spot. But I, I really do think that if it's close, um, I just think that the way the team rallied around Everett last year, you know, it's, it's, uh, they'd, be, they'd be happy. And then one thing, one thing a head coach has to do, I mean, let, let there's 53 guys in that roster that after these two preseason games, they're going to know who should be the starter. The guys in the locker room are going to yeah. see it firsthand. They're going to know. So it's not like you can be like, okay, well, we're paying Cap $11 million, but he shits that. Uh, so you know what? We're going to we're gonna start him anyways. Those other 53 or 52 <laughs> guys down. Right? You, just, you just can't do it. So no. gonna, we're, we're going to see it in the next couple preseason games. The players are going to see it. The coaches are going to see it. Um, I mean, ultimately, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, and I think every 49er fan, for the most part, deep down inside, are going to be happy with it, whatever guy uh, gets the job. Uh, and we'll just uh, we'll see what happens. But, I mean, I think it's a very exciting time for us as 49ers oh, fans. Yeah. And, and, I mean, the biggest thing is that offensive line. I mean, last year you can just throw it out stats-wise yeah. for everybody. You cannot produce offensively if you don't have an offensive line, and that was probably the worst offensive line this team has had in the history of Fortnite football. Uh, so now to come back and and it looks like it's going to be pretty solid. Um, it's going to bode well for everybody, so it's exciting. Yeah, it's nice that uh, you can act. Corbeck's <laughs> not run for his life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, as we look at this tough season, it's one heck of a schedule, man. Jeez. Um, it's brutal. And, it, and I think we all know it's going to be hard to make the playoffs. But in your opinion, right, what do they need to do to give them the best chance to win this year, to even think about the playoffs? I mean, I think it comes down to the same thing it always comes down to. And, and you go back to Harbaugh's philosophy, and it's, it's, it's his reason why he's a winning uh, coach. You, gotta do, you have to score points. You have to have a strong defense. You have to play great special teams. You got to win the turnover battle. And I mean, if, if our quarterbacks get the time that they need, I mean, the nice part about Chip's offense, you don't have to be a great pass protection offensive line. You he wants guys to be maulers because the run game is huge in his offense. And the quarterbacks get the ball so quickly that you know you can have maybe one or two guys that aren't great at pass protection. You can get away with it mm-hmm. because the ball is coming out so so quickly. So. 
it's just that turnover ratio. You know, you, the guys have to make the right choices. They got to get the ball out to the receivers. Guys got to make plays. And Chip's proven it. You know, his his offense has been top fifteen every year. And I think it, this year will be no different. I think guys will will step up. But it's all those facets. I mean, can our can our defense get pressure? You know, can our offense can our offense sustain drives to keep our defense fresh? You know, mm-hmm. and, and can we can we make those big plays that we never made last year? And uh, I think with an aggressive defensive coordinator and a creative one, and it looks like O'Neal is that guy, and an offensive coordinator. I mean, again, I, I know I'm going back and forth here, but look at this fan base and look what we thought of the coaches coming in last year. You know, there was a lot of unknowns there, obviously. You know, first-time head coach and first-time coordinators. There's a lot of uncertainty there. And, and, and I, I wanted to not hit the panic button and see and see if these guys could prove themselves as coaches and and, and and, and obviously it didn't work out that way, but they were dealt a pretty bad hand last year. But now this year, yeah. everybody feels conf- everybody feels confident in Chip Kelly and Chip Kelly run team because he's proven he can do it at, at all levels. And so we go into it with a much better attitude, and and there's there's reason for optimism. So it's with this schedule, who knows what happens uh, because it's pretty tough, and it looks yeah. those first six games are brutal. Um, we have some tough competition, but you know if we can. If we can surprise some teams and score some points and put some pressure on them, your pass your pass uh, rush becomes so much more uh, explosive and dangerous when you have the lead. So I mean, we're gonna hopefully, you know, get on some teams early and and let the defense roll. And all indications are that Armstead, the beast, mm-hmm. is coming in and playing solid. We've got Dial who's coming in, uh, so we can get pressure from three or four guys. Uh, without having to do much. And then you add the versatility that we have. You know, we have Ward, who last year, close to the line of scrimmage, created havoc in the pass rush. Tart, surprising people coming in from middle linebacker, putting pressure on people. And then we have the other guys who, you know, Brooks can still rush the passer. So, I mean, we can get some pressure and, and play some solid defense. You're always in the game. For that. You know, it's, it's not going to be easy, but we can surprise some people. Right. I, I, I do think we have a better defense than people think we do. Um, and But like you said, you know, obviously, you know, what did Chip do? What did he – what's he going to change from Philadelphia to here? And the good thing is he's not making the calls. He's not the general manager anymore um, where he's double, doing double duty. You know, he's obviously had to learn something from Philadelphia – and obviously, hopefully, he slows it down a little, but still at a fast-paced offense. Um, and, um, you know, like you said, with the offensive line, it, it could be a nasty offensive line. I mean, and uh, like I said, Gabbert, Kaepernick, whoever it is, it's, um, it, it's just it's, it's going to be exciting. I, I can't wait. I can't Pardon wait. Me. I know it's. Yeah, no, sorry, sorry, yeah. but I mean, no, what, what, is, what is the quarterback's best friend? What's the quarterback's <laughs> yeah. best friend? Yeah, it's tight end. <laughs> well, back. A, 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 yeah, a good game, right? Mm-hmm. A good running game. Absolutely. And, and Carlos Hyde, if he can stay healthy, man, he is, his health is the most important part to that offensive. Uh, we all know that. I'm not saying anything that I don't know. I mean, if he can stay healthy, uh, and he can turn up, you know, 1,200 yards. Uh, the play action comes into play, 
and our office is now, you know, truly two-dimensional, um, then it, it's it's huge. So, I mean, obviously we have to keep him healthy. And, and Sean showed last year that he can be serviceable in both the run game and the pass game, and I think he's going to do some things for us in the pass game. You know, you know we have some weapons there, and, and our tight end group is solid too. So uh, we should be able to score points. There's no reason why we shouldn't. And, um, you know, it's going to allow our defense hopefully to put the pressure on offense if that's necessary. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I want to, uh, since this happened over the weekend, I want to get your thoughts on uh, thoughts or stories. Um, Eddie DeBartolo. Yes. What's your, what's your, what's your thoughts? Well, you know what? Just, it's just incredible. I mean, I mean, it's like it's like coming full circle. The guy has had to endure so, I mean, so many things that after he was with the league anymore, but um, he he kind of ownership position kind of thing, if you want to call it that. You know, he he kind of uh, kind of took it took it a step further when it came to family being that guy who you know he mentioned it. You know, he celebrated birthdays with families. He he made them feel important. The guys wanted to play for him. The guys wanted to play for that team, and that kind of ownership. So we got the creative that was necessary when we needed him. And he was just such an adored and lovable person, and, and everyone that kind of just love that guy. And I met Eddie D in Atlanta for the during the NFC Championship game uh, at the team hotel and uh, talked for a bit. Long, uh, obviously, it was about a minute. Uh, I took my picture with him, and it was kind of a, a cool moment for me. But the guy just takes time, right? He take, he values, he understands mm-hmm. uh, the value of family and and. He never wavered from that. So to see a guy like that, you know, finally get into the Hall of Fame is special. Uh, his speech was obviously well orchestrated. It was uh, well said. It was a little long, a little bit monotone, but I mean, it was, uh, it was awesome. And you can just tell, you know, how wow. you know, when, you, when you listen to people talk about Eddie D, it's just how much of uh, a family man he was and how important that was. And, and that really. Uh, resonated with the players and uh, just nice to see and obviously well deserved. Yeah, no, definitely was. Oh, very lucky, <laughs> very lucky, Doctor. That man, uh, yeah. very lucky. Um, so, uh, right, you know, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, yeah, definitely, wa- def- definitely want to do this again during the season. Definitely. Sure, absolutely, buddy. Anytime. Um, you always do a great job and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, no, <laughs> it was, and uh, no, and I, I you know, uh, it's always great talking ball with you, and uh, you know, my my, uh, you know, it's still open if, if you're coming to Chicago. I mean, we'll, yeah, we'll brother, talk you know, about it. It is, it is, I don't know, it's so hard for me to try to get time off. I'm going to make it up in September for the the season opener. Yeah. That experience. I was, oh, yeah. I was, the family. Uh, Very cool. October, so it's uh, it's a jam packed uh, from Okay. <laughs> no, but, uh, I understand. No, I understand. So I love Chicago. I, I love every. I love being <laughs> the guys. It's just so oh, absolutely. 
Absolutely. If I, can, if I can do it, I will for sure. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks again for joining us, and then uh, we will definitely talk to you dur- during the year. We'll get you back on and uh, and <laughs> kind of go from there. But uh, can, I, can I just do one? Can I just do one quick thing? Yeah. I just want to give a shout out to my biggest fan there, Alan Hughes. He's uh, <laughs> he absolutely loves when I come on, and I I just uh, want to give a shout out to him as uh, one of my uh, one of my one of my best uh, followers. So I just want to give a shout out to him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> as a little, as a little tongue in cheek, it's a little tongue in cheek. He's uh, okay. But everybody, I love coming on. It's a it's a great show. It's a it's a kind of fun talking for you on football. And we'll talk Absolutely. To you all right, great. You all right, take brother. care, right? All right, God bless, brother. All right, bye. <laughs> okay, there's our buddy Rye. Um, and Brian was uh, obviously my first uh, co-host on uh, Niners Like Us when we first started a little bit over a year ago. Wow. Um, so. <laughs> Ryan's a great guy. Great guy. So, um, so yeah. So, uh, well, you know, we're almost halfway through the show already. I'm more than halfway. Um, so we've done the two guys. We still have, um, Raj and Antonio will be up next, um, to talk about, uh, the Niner Empire Organization, uh, 10 year anniversary. And um, what we're going to do now is take a small break, and um, and then uh, we'll talk a little ball and wait for them to call in, and um, we'll uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that that's the game plan, and then um, and then we'll talk about uh, what's been going on the last twenty four hours with. Dock of the Bay Sports Radio, which is something we need to talk about. So we'll be right back after these messages. That I melted, I fell right through the cracks. Now I'm trying to get back. Before the cool done run out, I'll be giving it my best. It's enough that's gonna stop me, but divine intervention. I reckon it's again my turn to win some or learn some, but I won't hesitate no more. No One big family And it 
brings Niner fans together from all over the globe. The Niner Empire is a not-for-profit organization which exists with the sole intention of bringing 49er fans together from all around the globe and enhancing their fan experience year-round. Like our favorite team, our members represents with class. In addition to celebrating our team through thick and thin, we give back to our communities through charities and outreaches. Proceeds from the TNE membership program automatically goes directly into our community give back fund. Payments from this fund are made to various charities and outreaches programs throughout the year. Please go visit at www.theninerempire.com. Dina's Levi Sports News is sponsored by Doc of the Bay Sports Radio. Here's Dina. Okay. Man, I was sick Dina's not here, but I will fill in. <laughs> okay, so um Jeff and everybody, uh before we get on, um so um what's happened in the last twenty four hours with our Doc of the Bay Sports Radio. Um, we've signed uh, two more shows to add on. Um, one is 
Anthony and another name guy named Brian that will be doing a it'll be a MMA boxing show that will start airing next month. And um then the bigger news is me and Rombo from Rombo Sports um will be doing a half hour show on Friday mornings. And then we will be re-airing Rombo's show that plays on YouTube, which is released every Thursday. And then we will re-air um, Niners Radio after that. And uh, hopefully be, be, it'll be a good thing for uh, everybody to listen to while they're headed on to their long journey to work. Um, so that's what's going on. Um, and... Uh, Anyone who has any questions about Anthony coming on our show, it is not this show. It's just the platform. Um, so that's uh, – we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> okay. Um, so, Jeff, how are we doing? We're okay. How about you? Good, 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 good. So, um, so yeah, that's uh, some exciting news, and um, it was funny because I was starting to. <laughs> I don't know why I tried this. I was try. I was trying to develop a Raiders show for the Raiders fans. None of the Raider fans want to do it. <laughs> So I was like, well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Guess you don't love your team as much as we do, but all right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's kind of funny, but uh, whatever. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, right now we're waiting for Raj and Antonio to call in, and we are going to talk about their 10th anniversary. Um show that is happening this Saturday. So as we wait for that, um, they should be calling at any minute. Um, I wanted to go over this, um, and this is uh, Junior Bryant and Derek Deese's first annual Legends of Sports Charity Golf Classic, which is happening Monday, August 26th at the TPC Stonebrae Country Club. And obviously, you'll have the opportunity to play with your favorite legends. Also, tickets for networking hours and dinner with a legend of a sports athlete. And um, there's tons of of celebrities that are going. Um, Tickets are starting to get low, so you guys might want to go grab those tickets. Um, The posts are all over the place. We've been advertising the heck out of this because this is a one-time deal. The guys that you guys can go out there, get you, get, go take pictures, autographs with your favorite players. Um, you know they've tried this before, where they've gone on a, um, you know, like a celebrity, uh, um, I guess a celebrity cruise ship. Um, so you know. Sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. But to have them all in one place like this, it's worth every penny. 
it goes all to the kids for the charity. Um, and it, it's another great, great thing that they're doing here. So uh, definitely go check that out. And um, and that would be a great thing for everyone to check out if you're a 49er fan that lives, lives around that area. Um, I would also like to... Um, give me one moment here. Um, um, we also have the event obviously happening on uh, what we're me and Ryan are talking about is the December third in Chicago at Cheesy's. Um, once again, we will be li- we'll be doing the live show there. Um, so that should be very cool. Um, and so definitely we'll get we'll have more information for that. And then um, the as I'm pulling this up, sorry guys. Um, the ladies of the Empire mixer. Um, and that will be on Monday, November 21st. Um, at uh, Levi Stadium at the Mellon West Club. Uh, business casual, cocktail attire, and that starts from 6 to 10 p.m. So um, if you're more interested, uh, they have tons of stuff. Um, they have a silent auction going on right now. Um, they have... Uh, the auctions right now are um, a Bowman football signed, uh, 50-yard line for a home VIP stadium. Um, where they have uh, Frank Gore autograph, Tory Smith autograph, Amon Bricks autograph, Dante Johnson, and um, Warriors playoff tickets. So uh, definitely go check that out. Um so right now, what we'd like to do is um, um, is uh, Jeff take the control. I, I see who we have online. Hold on one second, Jeff. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, well, the Eddie D retirement I thought was a about time and awesome. Uh, Niners games this Sunday. I believe it's, I want to say it's a 5 o'clock start California time. And uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, preseason with Colin Kaepernick, Blaine Gabbard going for it to also see who is going to make it on this 53-man roster. Everybody's got their opinion. Of who's going to make it, who's not going to make it. Um, on a short leash of not making this team, you have, in my opinion, Jerome Simpson. You have uh, Glenn Dorsey. Uh, you have Corey Lemonade. Are a few that I have not making this team. Eric Tears is one of them. Um, they really got to show up and show something before they can 
in my eyes, make this team. Vance McDonald's also another one. Okay. We're back. We're back. Okay, we have <laughs> we have a bunch of people here. <laughs> okay, so we have we have Raj. We What's have up, Brian? <laughs> hey Raj. We have Antonio. And What's then up, we Brian? have Hey, and we have Jose Santana. Yo, what's yes. going on? What's going How's on, going guys? On? How we doing? Are we ready for this weekend or what? Ready for this weekend. Excited for Saturday. Uh, 10-year anniversary at Hugh in San Francisco. And uh, looking forward to a great event. we got Jose Santana performing. Um he has his new album that he just came out with, 16 tracks, uh, all Niner songs, and uh, we're just excited to get some uh, get some love on Saturday. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, is is there still tickets available? Is a question. That's what I got. Yes, tickets are right. available. Um, if you go to the Niner Empire uh, organization page on Facebook, you can go to the Eventbrite uh, link. Or, and and you can uh, get tickets online. Um, it is free. Uh, it is free till eleven, uh, or it is you can pay ten dollars uh, to get in and not have to worry about getting there by eleven. Uh, we also have uh, fifteen dollars gets you in the door and a free drink. So that is uh, some of the options uh, if they want to reserve a table and get some bottle service they can do that as well we have a, it's going to be a pretty nice event we have a, a big dj coming down from vegas uh his name is clinton sparks so i think it's going to be uh clinton sparks is a, is a big name so he you know it's going to be flashing lights perfect perfect yeah and i'm i'm showing on the flyer uh, table reservations, text 415-843-1483. Is that still yes. uh, valid? Yes, that's, okay. still, that's still valid, okay. yes. Okay, and the address is 447 Broadview in San Francisco. Broadway, and, Broadway, yes. Yeah, Broadway. And, um, and proceeds from this event will go to the Paralyzed Veterans of America. Yes. Amen. Yes. Rod can tell you about that as well. So so we're excited. Yeah. So Raj, tell us about that. Yeah, so um being a veteran, um, myself and uh personally like growing up, you know, with my, my dad being handicapped and stuff, I know what what a uh what a person who's uh handicapped goes through, you know, growing up helping my dad with his shoes on every day. Pretty much grew up my whole life like that. Helping him put his shoes on, massaging his legs, and you know, the muscles and stuff like that. And uh, to imagine a veteran who, you know, did something while he put his life in, uh, you know, up for this country. To do to have some somebody like that, you know, the, once they're, they're injured, you know, as much as we represent our veterans, we tend to kind of forget. They kind of go missing in a sense. So, um you know, we decided to uh, to work with them, and we'll be doing much more, many more events for them in the future. So the proceeds we decided uh, for this event is going to go towards, uh, you know, uh, that charity, and uh, with many more to come. But you know, that's kind of the our our launching pad right now for that. Okay, I got to play this. Song. For, for this 
<laughs> that was needed. That was needed. Okay. <laughs> and Mr. Jose Santana, how we doing, brother? Doing very good. Doing very good. How about yourself? Great, 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 great. So, new CD. This is beautiful. Uh, is this something people can get on iTunes just yet, or? Yes, it's available on, on iTunes, um, Amazon, every any um any internet outlet you're you're able to that sells music. It should pop up on there. And the name of the album is uh, Kings of the Tailgate. And like Antonio nice. said, there's 16, 16, 16 tracks on there. You know, Joe Montana style and. Uh, some some nights for the fans, man, from the beginning to the end. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, uh, oh. We love the flyer. Antonio, great job on the flyer, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, a little, little elegant, you know. Uh, we, need, we need more Niner players with helmets and suits on, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> so... So yeah, I now, wanted, uh, to, I wanted to, to design it a little elegant. You know, um, it is a night, it is a nightlife event. Um, you know, a lot of the times we're doing the barbecues during the day, and um, I think I think Raj came up with a great, you know, idea on the celebration for the 10 year anniversary. Not only that, it's Raj's birthday, my birthday, and uh, JF Bronze's birthday. So we're all Leos, and we're going to celebrate everything all in one one night. Jose is going to do a performance. Uh, he's got a, he's got a set uh, time at around I want to say around twelve twelve thirty. He'll be on stage. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be an exciting night. Uh, it's going to be great to see everybody coming in uh, dressed up and and having fun. And I told you guys you guys got to do a, a live Facebook feed so uh, people like me in Chicago can uh, know know what's going down. Oh, definitely. Okay. Definitely going to okay. get some footage for you. Definitely get okay. some footage up. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought about doing that, and I was like, well, first thing, let's see who remembers to do it. Because, uh, you know, if, if they got bottle service going and, and you know, everything else that's going to be going on, it's going to be, you know, flashing lights, the whole deal. Um, you know, uh, somebody got to put a reminder to get that laughing going. <laughs> oh, you, you know how it is now. You know you know how it is now though. People people will be in the club sitting next to each other True. and um instead of talking they're gonna they're gonna Snapchat at each other, you know what I mean? So it's gonna be a lot of recording <laughs> happening anyway, man. You know. I'll see Tone and instead of hollering at him, I'm just gonna send him a nice little Instagram. Tone, what's up, you know? But it's gonna be a good night, man. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Man, you got yeah, we're, we're definitely excited. Oh my gosh. So yeah, so no one dress up in shorts or jeans, or that that's probably not a good thing to be dressing up like right. that. Right. <laughs> don't don't yeah, wear a helmet, you know. Uh, <laughs> right. Don't wear a helmet. I can see ties around yeah. neck eventually at the end of the night, but uh, that's at the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, like 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 Antonio was saying that we you know we included a, a few different things all into this one event. Um, we got uh, Jose launching his album. Uh, we got, um, you know, 10 year anniversary is, you know, the Night Empire organization. We're um, a not, not-for-profit group. We, we do this strictly for the fans. It's all about the fans. It's about one big family. Um, 
And uh, we just, you know, just do anything we can. And that's the reason we're doing the charity. Uh, the proceeds are going to that because, again, this is for the fans. You know, we've become the most organized fan base ever. And uh, no fan base does this. We're doing a nightlife event, which Amen. that's the reason. That, that's why that's why Tone did that whole thing where you got to, you know, make it a little more classy. Then uh, we're not going to be out there in shorts and uh, it's not going to look like a tailgate. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think you know, um, Raj hit the nail on the head with that. We, we, we kind of went Jed York on this, and, and I think even Jed might want to show up with all the class that the flyer has on it. So. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I'll, no, I'll, I'll, but we've done we, – go ahead. I'll send him that email for you, Antonio. There you yeah. go. There you go, Brian. Handle that, Brian. <laughs> okay, I'll take care of that for you. <laughs> yeah, but we've done, uh, we've done these shows in the past, uh, Jose and I, and it's – you know, it, it, it's fun to get to get back on one, and uh, there's a different type of vibe to it. So, you know, I, I love the fact that everybody from the tailgate is supportive and they're coming out. And, you know, a lot of people are – there's a buzz going on right now with Facebook, and, and people are, are emailing and saying, hey, I'm looking forward to it. So it's exciting. And then, you know, we're, we're, we're waiting to have a, a great time, great time. Hopefully no one gets too drunk. That's that's the <laughs> we want to remember. We got a game. Yeah, and we got a game the next day. We're not going to make the game if we don't. You know. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And remember, guys, Uber taxis, nothing stupid. Nothing and stupid. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. You know. So well, the, the, the good thing about this this venue is the strip clubs are right next door to you know sober up. So. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, they'll make you sober. Yeah. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> I told Jose I can't go to those things, though, anymore. Right, Jose? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you come so. home smell, smelling like those places, so, you know, usually the wife doesn't want to cuddle next to you at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I I just go for the chicken wings. I I, I hear they're really good. Right, <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So, Tony mm-hmm. just wanted to put that out there as public notice, you know what I mean? Because that's what the public knows. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Some of that footage you might want to edit. So. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. No, congratulations, guys, on ten years. Um, it's, it sounds like it's going to be a great, great time, um, and uh, you guys really put this thing together, and it's been a long time to put this whole thing together. So, um, you know, I wish you guys nothing but the best. I I expect to hear stories, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> well, when we're talking, some of it might be might be censored. You know? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely, absolutely, and um, and no, uh, yeah. Thanks for coming on, guys. And um, you know, I, oh, I, I wish I mean, you guys. Is, sorry, uh, I mean, this basically is open to every 49er fan out there. And I mean, if you're in town, if you're coming to town for the game on Sunday, you know, you, okay. have, you have nothing to do on Saturday. Come through, come and hang out with other Niner fans, and have a good time. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, doors open at 10 p.m. Uh, and it's till 2 a.m. So come out, have a good time, uh, and, and shake hands with uh, all of Empire Row and the Niner yeah. Empire organization. No, definitely. Definitely. 
Niner Empire Organization. Um, and uh, definitely go check that out. And um, sounds like guys a blast. I wish I was closer and could go, but um, unfortunately not. <laughs> but uh, we got to fly we'll just, you we'll in. We got to fly you in, Brian. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's all. That's all. <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, it's great. That, uh, great guys. Definitely. It's great. Yeah, uh, you know, for all the fans listening, you know, take a look at the uh, Kings of the Tailgate. Uh, album by Jose Santana. I think it's a Absolutely. it's a hot album from start to finish. Um, so it was a project that uh, that Jose came up with. We we talked about it and it just it just blew up in the studio and and we took it to the next level. And uh, I'm actually very proud of this whole project, uh, especially with some of the adversity uh, through the years of you know with with the music industry and and, and making good 49er music. Doing the performances at the at the Candlestick Park tailgate all the way now to Levi Stadium. So, Jose, I know you could touch on that, but uh, man, great album, great job on that, and, and I I'm excited to see. Most you. most definitely, Brian. Brian, I uh, I want to say that I mean I know this is a short uh, little, uh, uh, you know, having a song for for a short time here. So, I think it'd be a good idea to maybe get um, set up some time with H- Jose in the future. Uh, oh, absolutely! You ready. Absolutely, and uh, that way he can actually go over the go over the songs and maybe uh, you know yeah. have uh, kind of go, go go through the project itself, so he can maybe give you more uh, more, more uh, you know more light on it. So you can absolutely because there's, there's stories to share. There's lots of stories to share on that. Exactly, perfect. I'll leave you guys <laughs> with this, man. My, you know, one of my biggest inspirations for the album was was my childhood, man. You know, with that that the Forty Nine er games, watching them in the garage on the TV barbecuing with my family. Some of them not here anymore, but that's what bonded us, man. Those Sundays barbecuing, having some booze, and just watching the games. And I try to embody that feeling into this album, you know, because uh, I was born a Niner fan, and I'm a die one. Man, it took me back already, just like that. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, you guys have a blast out there. Um, thanks for uh, Thanks for coming on. And Thank you guys you be us. safe, yeah. and then uh, and then yeah, I I will talk to you guys all soon. Okay. Thank well, you, thank Brian, you, for having us. Enjoy the rest of your night, man. Yeah, you too, Raj, Antonio, and Jose Santana. Thanks, guys. Thank, thank you. you. Have a good night. Bye bye bye. All right. Bye bye. Okay. So uh, so yeah, now we are going to um. Bring on uh, Mr. Leon Martinez. What's going Leon, on, Leon, how are we doing today, man? Oh, we're doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? Great, 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 great. Full pack show here, I tell you. Full pack. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you're from the uh, 901 Niner Empire Organization chapter from Denver, Colorado. Correct. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. And uh, just a... Uh, just general questions. Um, you know, how, how long has your chapter been around, and how many people are in your chapter? Um, right now, our chapter's almost been around for a year. We started like in mid-season. Um, we're actually uh, hosting our first uh, tailgate on August twentieth when the the 49ers come to Denver. Awesome! Awesome! We have about uh, 20 committed members that show up uh, every weekend, and then uh, we have like a bunch of kids. 
because we have a we have a bunch of <clears throat> a bunch of kids and the our bar um, is also very uh, family friendly. So we have uh, an arcade, um, bowling, pool, everything for the kids as well. Oh, that's very cool. That's very cool. And uh, tell us how your chapter chapters got started. Well, our chapter got started. Uh, there was five of us that uh, decided we just wanted to create our own chapter, and uh, we want to be a part of Niner Empire. So there's actually uh, there was five founders, and um, pretty much we just uh, we had to make a title. So I guess I'm the president, but uh, to me, like titles don't matter. We're all it's just the five of us, so we all vote on everything. Sure, sure. No, absolutely. No, absolutely. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and uh, do you have any events? Oh, well, you just told us about the events coming up. Um, after after that, do you have any anything else going on that uh, you would like to tell everybody about? Um, yeah. Well, actually, uh, about that tailgate real quick, uh, we're also mm-hmm. uh, working with the 719ers. It's a, we're co-hosting it, so it's both of us doing the tailgate together. The 719ers are out of uh, Colorado Springs. So uh, it's going to be a big event. Oh, that's awesome. And then uh, this uh-huh. Saturday in Colorado Springs, we're also working with the 719ers, and we're going to be doing a Habitat, or a Habitat for Humanity. We're going to help uh, build a house. Wow. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. That, it's all that's about giving back to your community, man. No, absolutely. No, absolutely it is. Yeah. Absolutely. Anything you can do for that, that's 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 great. That is great. Oh, that is great. Um and um and I I always ask people when they come on, um do you do a lot of the um social media or does a lot of um do you have someone else do that for you? Um actually we uh, we all contribute together so uh you can go onto our Facebook. It's a uh, 49ers Denver Empire. We have um, all our events okay. listed on there, and um, we also do a lot of traveling too. Uh, we went to Memphis like two weeks ago, and uh, we just had a, a camping trip in uh, New Mexico with uh, the 505 and uh, uh, Almer, Mr. Fyt. If you guys know who he is, um, the Arizona chapter, and we had a Fremont okay. house. Very cool. Very cool. Mm. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That is yeah, awesome. Is. Um and um and is there any I mean, have you ever worked with any of the other chapters when you first started or anything like that? Um, not um right now we just um been trying to get our chapter going. Uh, like I mm-hmm. said, we're working with the seven one niners with the Colorado Charles and uh and uh we talked to other chapters. I mean, it's like a big old family with the Niner Empire, you know that. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah. Everyone's trying to help you as much as they can. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that, that, I've I've learned that really quick. Yeah, it's <laughs> I've like, learned it's, that really it's quick. It's a big family, man. We love it. No, it is. It is. It is. Um, okay, now I'm gonna ask you uh, some questions. Okay. Here. Um, I want to know who is your favorite pass player. That's played for the 49ers. Okay. Um, my favorite player would have to be uh, Joe Montana. Joe Montana? Okay. Yeah. Um, and what year did you start to be a 49er fan? Uh, it was uh, back in 1986. 
86, huh? Yeah. Yeah, me too. That's <laughs> great. Oh, yeah. Me, me too. Yeah. Um, I live in Chicago, but now um, been a Niner fan since then. So uh, uh, <laughs> it's, always, it's always a crazy thing. Yeah, and, it's actually um, pretty funny how I became a fan is because uh, when I was a kid, I liked the, the gold helmets. So, like, when I was growing up, I, when I was, like, five years old, I liked the Notre Dame. And then when I seen the 49ers yeah. uh, helmets, I fell in love with them right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did, too. I, yeah, helmets and uniforms. Um, my, my whole family were, were Bear fans. And I, I told them, I said, no, I, w- I want to be a 49er fan. And I promised my dad at that point that I would uh, never turn to another team and uh, never did. Yeah, and just became yeah, that's the same here. Team, you know, um, and um, on this roster, who who have you? Uh, maybe not favorite player, but who have you? Um, who you, who do you really like on this this team? So I still have faith in Colin Kaepernick. I want to see him uh, have another Colin breakthrough Kaepernick. season. Okay. Okay. I predict that's that he'll cool. be uh, the comeback player of the year. Hey, you never know. Yeah, you never know. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Mm, that's what we were talking about before, you know. Um, I have a feeling Blaine's probably going to get the start, but maybe eventually Colin takes a, take, takes a ring over again. But um, And uh, this is a tough one, but uh, over 500, what's your prediction this year? Um, I believe we're going to be over 500. I mean, we have a real tough schedule right now. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. some people are predicting the playoffs, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to be real. Um, that's like kind of pushing the bar, but you never know what could happen. But I I believe we'll be over 500. I want to see how everybody works in this uh, Chip Kelly offense. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it's that's Chip gonna be exciting. Up, yeah, I think Chip, Chip learned something from Philadelphia. He slows it down a little. You know, he's not a general manager over here, so hopefully he learns something. And, you know, I think nine or ten wins is not yeah. unrealistic. Uh, I really don't. Um, I think I think I went to that nine or ten win when Anthony Davis came back. <laughs> I said, yeah. okay, now now we have a team. <laughs> yeah. Now we have that right side that's secured again. And hopefully Garnett starts a right guard and, Go 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 on from there. Yeah. Go on from there. So um, so yeah. Everybody uh, check out ch- check out Leon, and uh, yeah, the Denver Colorado nine hundred one. And oh, it's uh, uh, the three hundred three. <laughs> three hundred three. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Three hundred three. I'm sorry. I no, just it's okay. To to. I'm sorry. Three hundred three. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and uh, definitely check them out and. Um, and thank you so much for coming on. Um, hey man, no problem. I'd love to be on here I, again. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I I wish we had a little more time. But uh, uh, during the season, uh, you're more than welcome back again. Okay. And uh, we'll definitely talk a little bit longer. Uh, yeah. But uh, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, good luck with that uh, the Denver event and uh, everything else this year. Yeah. Thank you. And, uh, you keep up the good work you're doing right now too. All right, thank you so much, and uh, have have a great year. Okay. Yeah, you too. All right, <laughs> take it easy. Yeah, you bye too. bye now. Goodbye. Okay. So, 
Jeff. <laughs> I'm here. I'm just show. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's four p. Yeah, that was a lot. That was a lot. Um, and that was the other thing we're gonna mention. Uh, starting next month, guys, uh, we'll have the option to go to up to three hours. So, um, when something like this happens, when we more jamming people down, we have a little bit more time to talk to you, the fans, and a lot, a lot more stuff. I know there's a lot more stuff. Um, again, remember that the 49ers uh, will be on national television um, this Sunday night, and I believe it's uh, 4 p.m. Pacific time. Oh, good. Uh, I told everybody 5. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think it was uh, 6 p.m. here Central, so yeah, 4 o'clock yeah, Pacific uh. time. Um, so, uh, unless that's when the pregame starts, you know, they, they sometimes goof, goof around with that stuff too. So, um, yeah. <laughs> goof around with that stuff. Um, so Jeff, I know we didn't, um, <laughs> this wasn't a normal show by any means, but, um, was there anything else you want to add to the show? Uh, Tonight, no, there'd be more we can add next week. I mean, unless you're going to jam-pack it with guests again. No, 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 no. (laughs) No, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Um, I believe uh, uh, next week we do have... um, Oh, we have somebody on next week. (laughs) I forget. Uh, I, dates and uh, so many people want to come on the show. It's crazy, but um, but yeah, well, well someone not uh, not general packed. Um, I think we have two more chapters coming on, but um, that fourth person will kind of leave more room for me and Jeff to talk um, at the beginning of the show about what we saw uh, in the game. Um, and we finally get to talk about 49er football again. Oh, finally. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Jesus. <laughs> oh. I mean, I mean, I do have one. one. One thing that for everybody to look for is it's not, it's not going to be, you know, it, it's not going to be lights out. It's not going to be all show. What you need to look for is the small stuff. Look mm-hmm. for how the offensive line pass off. Look for how they ran block. You know, look for just look for the teams to the players to get their assignments. That's right. all you're looking for in this first preseason game. You're not looking for the big hit. You're not looking for the big fast score. You're looking for the small stuff, the assignments that are being covered and taken care of. If you see that, then you know the team is getting what the coaches are wanting them to get. Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, if you've been listening to the show, we've told you about different matchups to look for. Obviously, offensive guard. You want to look at middle linebacker. You want to look at the cornerbacks. You want to look at um, not so much. I I don't think you're going to see much Carlos Hyde or any of that. Um, But the backup running backs, you definitely want to do that. Um, Mike Davis, you you need to show me something if you want to be on the squad. You're going to – you're going to mainly see the starters, what they think are starters right now, for maybe one series. And maybe. And after, yeah. that, after that, they're done. I mean, you could even see Navarro Bowman 
again on a four play, you know, get three plays and that's it. You know, you're right. not going to see the starters that much. You want to see if Anthony Davis plays, see what he looks like, how his feet work is, how his mechanics sure. are, you know, but you're not going to see, don't expect much from Staley, Hyde, uh, Torrey no. Smith. Um, you'll see a lot of probably Quentin Patton, Bruce Ellington, you know, Smelter and Burbridge. But, yeah, you won't see Bethea or even uh, read much. As always, you you always look at that third game, which is August 26th versus uh, Packers, where usually the um, starters play into the third quarter. Um, and then by that time, they kind of know who, who made the team who didn't anyway. But, um, and uh, like I said, you know, sure you watch a game. Um, I know it's preseason, but uh, this is something we've been – ready to see it's like christmas (laughs) when you get older you want to see your new toys and uh that's what we'll get to see um and i'd like to uh give a couple of thank yous and a couple promotions uh um make sure you go read cover32.com um slash 49ers and they can be followed on twitter at cover32 underscore san francisco sf um, Ultimate Sports, follow them at uh, ULT Sports Talk. Um, obviously, the Niner Empire Organization, Rombo Sports on YouTube, and he does have a page on Facebook. Matt Miyoko and Mindy Bach at www.csnbayarea.com. Our new ones, um, Get em Boy, G-E-T-E-M-B-O-Y. And then, obviously, our new gentleman, uh, James LeBritton, at SF Niner Noise. And uh, with that being said, Jeff, um, we will be back next Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. And I would like to thank everyone for listening to us on Niners Radio. And it's, about, it's not about the, ni- <laughs> the name on the back, but the logo on the helmet. We believe and watch our eyes with passion, and that's why they call us the faithful. And with that that being said, guys, I hope everyone has a great week, and we will see you and talk 49er football next Wednesday. Good night. Good night, everybody.
and I watch him roll away again Sitting on the dock of the bay Watching the tide roll away Thank you Sitting on the dock of the bay Wasting time Hey, hey Thanks now I left my home in Georgia Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.